0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Imago Nutrition Podcast. I am your host today, Mark Glesney, on the podcast where we answer your questions and give you practical nutrition strategies to help you reach your goals and your family to flourish. And so we've got a great question today. The question is, what do I do after overeating? Great question. I am recording this in October of 2022. And so we are entering into what we call the quote holidays, which I often joke is just really just a couple meals. But in the West, in America, we've turned this into uh, three months of overindulgence. And so... um, thought it was a particularly great question to be answering at this time. And so what we're going to do today is we're, we're not going to just talk about um, what not to do. We're going to talk about what to do. Okay. And so what do I do after I overeat? By the way, if you have a question, you can submit that question to us and we will take a look at it and possibly use it as a topic for a future episode. To do that, simply head over to our website, nutrition I-M-A-G-O dot com slash podcast. ImagoNutrition.com slash podcast. Scroll down just a bit. You'll see a web form there where you can submit a question for possible um, use as an episode in the future. And so that's what we love doing. We love hearing from you. We love answering your questions for free on the podcast. That's why we're here. And so with that, um, again, the question is what do I do after I overeat? And so um, I'm going to give five things what not to do, five things not to do, and then five things to do instead. And so look, he- here's the reality. We all overindulge. Okay. It happens. We all do it. We all overeat at times. Anyone that says they don't is lying or just putting it on a face because they're on Instagram or trying to be holier than now. We all do it in some way, shape or form at a certain time. Okay. And so uh, the question is, what do you do afterwards? Or what do you not do afterwards and what do you do instead? And so again, I want to talk about five things. I should be pretty brief. um, This podcast episode, you all know I can be pretty long winded, but I'm going to try to rip through this, get you some nuggets and get you on your way because perhaps you're listening to this after a weekend, after a holiday, after a birthday after a night out, after a weekend out, after a week on vacation, whatever it is, um, we all, again, experience those moments or days or time periods of overindulgence. So what do we do? What do we not do? And what do we do after we overeat? Number one, don't feel guilty. Okay. There's a temptation to feel guilt after overindulging. And I want to encourage you to not feel guilty. Okay, doesn't mean there aren't lessons to be learned, Um, but it happens. You're not alone. Everyone does it, as I said. There's no reason to beat yourself up and to compound the effect or the extent of the effects into the future because you overate, okay? So instead of feeling guilty, recognize that it happened. You can say that, yeah, I overate this weekend, okay? And simply, you ready? Move on. I know it sounds too good to be true, But you can purpose after a day, a weekend, a week, whatever it is of overindulging to simply move on because it's in the past now, okay? Again, you can learn from it. You can carry those lessons into the future. If you hate the way that you feel on a Monday because of how you ate Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, learn from it. Maybe choose to feel better. On Monday morning, next weekend or after next weekend, right? I say with clients all the time, uh, saying no to something is saying yes to something else. And hopefully you're saying yes to things that are bigger and better um, and greater for your health outcomes in the long term. And so what to do instead? Recognize it happened and move on. Okay? It's in the past. You're not going that way. You're moving forward. So number one, don't feel guilty. Number two, don't over-restrict food. Okay. After overeating, there's this huge temptation to over restrict to quote unquote make up for it, right? So I ate too much over the weekend. Therefore, I'm going to eat really little this week. Okay. Sometimes this looks like over restricting calorie intake as a whole. Sometimes it looks like over restricting which foods you consume, right? So you're coming out of a weekend not feeling great and you're like, oh, I'm going low carb this week. Why? Well, because I overate this weekend. I had too many carbs. Don't do it. Resist the temptation to start over restricting food, whether that's calories, whether that's certain nutrients, whether that's certain categories of food. Don't do it. This perpetuates what we call this all or nothing mentality, or what I call the pendulum mentality. You're way over here. Then you're way over there. Then you're way over here. And then you're way over there, right? We want to settle into the glorious middle. Okay, because this all or nothing mentality plagues so many people. So instead of over restricting, just get right back on your nutrition plan. Okay, now you may say, I don't have a nutrition plan. Okay, I'll give one to you. Okay, focus instead. Let's say again, taking our scenario, you've had a big weekend. And it's Monday and you're like, all right, so what's my nutrition plan, Mark? I'm listening to this podcast on a Monday. So what's my plan? Here's the best one I can give to you in mass. Okay, no matter who you are, here's what I recommend. Um, source a rich array of nutrient dense foods, such as lean meat, seafood, and dairy. So lean meat, lean seafood, lean dairy. That's one, two fruits and veggies. That's two, three whole grains. That's three. Did I say three last time? (laughs) And then three is whole grains. And then four is nuts and seeds. So lean meat, seafood, and dairy is one. Think about that as one pillar. You've heard us talk about this before. One pillar or one wall is lean meat, seafood, and dairy. Fruits and veggies. That's number two. Whole grains. That's number three. Nuts and seeds. That's number four. Honestly, if we as a people focused on those four things, preferring those things more and more and more, we would completely upend health outcomes in this country and around the world. Okay. So all that said, start focusing on the four pillars but include fun foods and drink along the way, because that's what creates some joy in life. That's what creates some community and some social environments. That's what um, just creates that flexibility and sustainability to know that you don't have to only eat lean meat, seafood and dairy, fruits and veggies, whole grains and nuts and seeds. Oh shoot. I can't have a cookie. Come on. I, I went to a workout this morning and guess what I had? I went to the gas station I rarely get energy drinks, felt like having an energy drink, had an energy drink and a honey bun. You ever had those honey buns? Those little, those those things are amazing. I remember eating those things in high school. I was like, you know what? I looked at it. It was like 290 calories. I'm like, it's in my numbers. I'm on track to hit my protein today. Let's go. And it was like, yeah, it was like sugar. But I use that sugar in a workout when an hour and a half long, I was lifting weights, right? And so um, it's okay to have those fun foods. That's not in the four pillars of nutrition. I'm, here I am making fun of myself, right? But those four pillars just prefer those more and more, okay? And then include fun foods and drink along the way. So again, number two, don't over-restrict food. Instead, focus on sourcing a rich array of nutrient-dense foods like the ones that I mentioned, okay? Number three, don't binge on exercise, Okay. See this all the time. Okay. With clients, um, this idea that, okay, so I had a tough weekend. I overate, I overindulged. Now I need to go earn those calories or take care of those calories in the gym. Okay. There's this temptation to then binge on exercise, especially cardio. A lot of times, right? Like we we go hop up on the treadmill, all right, we're gonna go outside and run or something like that to compensate for overindulging. Don't do it. Okay, this perpetuates, this perpetuates an unhealthy, I believe this builds a foundation for an unhealthy relationship with exercise. Okay, that uses exercise as punishment for poor nutrition decisions. Okay, as I often work with clients and say, look, exercise is about celebrating what your body can do, not punishing your body for what you ate. Okay, let me say that again. Exercise is about celebrating what your body can do, not punishing your body for what you ate. Okay, so don't binge on exercise if you've overeaten. Instead, just get right back on your fitness or activity plan, okay? So for the majority of my clients, when we come out of our initial consultation, they have two, a thi- minimum, two things. And they're in-depth, but they're also simple. Um, and no, that's not a contradiction, okay? They're both simple, but also uh, complex in what they accomplish. They have two things. They have a nutrition framework and what we call an activity framework, okay? And so uh, coming out of that, you get an individualized nutrition framework, Right back on that nutrition framework if you have one and get right back on your activity framework. Focusing on, again, a healthy balance of sustainable activity that you enjoy. So what do you enjoy? What could you do every day? What would you do every day if you had to? Okay, is that strength training? I love strength training. Is that walking? I love walking. Uh, I don't run, by the way. I don't like love running. I play soccer. And so I do a, a good amount of cardio. And I play soccer games. I play in an outdoor league and I'm starting to play a little uh, pickup indoor league as well. So I'm getting my cardio in there. I prefer walking these days, thanks to my wife. Um, And so I can do that. That's my cardio. Uh, But I, I, I don't have some arbitrary rule that I have to run five miles a day in order to be healthy. Cardio is important. If you love it, find what you love and do more of that. But whether it's strength training, going for a walk. I mean, shoot, if you love running, keep running. People ask me all the time, do I have to run? No. Do you want to run? No. Okay, then don't run but I love running, then run, okay? Um, find those activities that you enjoy, biking, hiking, playing soccer, organizing something, okay? As opposed to punishing yourself with fitness, the key to long-term success in this area is finding the things you enjoy and doing those uh, more often, okay? So number one, don't feel guilty. Number two, don't over-restrict food. Number three, don't binge on exercise, okay? Number four, don't start a diet, okay? Okay. People are often very open to starting a diet after a period of overindulgence. Heck, some people plan to start a diet after planning to indulge, right? This looks like, oh, I'm going on vacation, right? So I'm going to go crazy on vacation. Then I'm going to start my diet. Or, hey, it's the holidays. It's Christmas. It's Thanksgiving. It's New Year's. It's Halloween. It's what other days you think constitute, quote, the holidays between October and December. And then on January, then I'm going to go on a diet, right? We hear this. So it happens at a small level, like, shoot, after Friday, I really got to go on a diet. Or it's like, shoot, after the holidays, I got to go on a diet. Don't do it, okay? I'm encouraging you. Don't do it. Um, similar to over-restricting food in general, diets rely on over-restricting, I believe, arbitrarily over-restricting whether it's calories, nutrients, or some sort of food category or variety in some way, shape, or form. And that's what contributes to chronic dieting and can find so many people year after year after year after year after year after year after year. Okay. is because they get into this restrictive framework and it quote works while you're on it. By the way, no diet causes weight loss. Okay. Only a negative energy balance causes weight loss. If that diet puts you into a negative energy balance, then you will lose weight. But keto doesn't cause weight loss. If you do keto and then find yourself in a negative energy balance, you will um, lose weight. And so all that's to say, don't start a diet. Resist the urge to go from overindulging to over-restriction via a diet. So number one, don't feel guilty. Number two, don't over-restrict food. Number three, don't binge on, binge on exercise. Number four, don't start a diet, Okay. Um, instead, instead of that diet, just find a balanced, sustainable way to pursue your goals without over restriction. If I can help you with that, please reach out. Let me know. I, I help so many clients. I have the honor and the pleasure and, and, and the uh, privilege of working with so many people to find freedom with food and nutrition in a way that is sustainable long-term. And by the way, I have never, ever recommended a diet. Okay. A diet with a name. Yes, diet is a twofold word. It means all the food that we normally eat, but it also culturally means um, some way, shape, or form, some sort of food system, or I hate to use the word framework because I give people nutrition frameworks. Diets just lock people into these boxes. Okay, So all that's to say, um, find that sustainable way to pursue your goals without over-restriction. Okay. I have people, I have people all the time come up to me. Like if we're in a social environment and they see me eat something, you know, like we order appetizers and they eat it. It's like, wow, Mark, you can have that. And I ask them, like, well, how do, how do you think I eat? Like, well, you're really healthy. You're like a nutrition guy. So I didn't think you could have that spinach dip. I'm like, and I, a lot of times, not like in a jerk way, I turn and I say, do you know that I eat every single type of food that you eat? And they're usually shocked. I'm like, name a food. What's your favorite food? They're like, oh, I love pasta. I eat pasta. Well, I love pizza. I eat pizza. I had a Tuesday night after my son's soccer game. Oh, I eat ice cream. I have it several times a week. What do you love? Well, I like whiskey. I drink whiskey. I like beer. I drink beer. There's nothing that you eat or drink that I don't as well, unless it's ketchup. Cause I hate ketchup. Fun fact. Okay. But other than that, right. People are shocked to learn that I don't restrict in any way, shape or form the, the foods that I can have. However, I put them into a framework in accordance with my goal. I don't eat only ice cream. I don't eat only pizza. I don't eat pizza seven days a week. I don't eat, you know, on and on and on. And so uh, find that sustainable way. Again, if I can help, I'd be honored to uh, to work with you on that and to show you uh, via nutrition science how there is way more freedom uh, with, with nutrition than you may think. Okay. So instead, focus on finding something sustainable. And I go back to those four walls. Source those nutrient-rich foods. Um, that come in the form of things like lean meat, seafood, and dairy fruits and veggies, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. Okay. That's got all the macros. That's got all the, uh, the things, the things that micronutrients that your body needs is in those four walls, lean meat, seafood, and dairy fruits and veggies, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. Okay. And then again, include your fun foods and drink in moderation along the way. Okay. So that's number four. So, number one, don't feel guilty. Number two, don't over restrict food. Number three, don't binge on exercise. Number four, don't start a diet. Okay. And number five, okay, here's a strong, loving word at the end don't continue to overindulge. Okay. The reason this episode is resonating is because you don't feel good about that decision. I want to encourage you to start saying yes to things that make you feel better, perform better um, in, in accordance with your goals long-term. Okay. Every no to something is a yes to something else. Okay. And so this may go without saying, but overindulgence can fuel overindulgence. Okay. If you ever had one of this, you're like, oh, I'm just going to have a little fun Friday night. And Friday turns into an entire weekend. Right. Have you ever gone out on a Thursday and then that turns into a four day overindulgence weekend? Have you ever gone on a vacation and that one week turns into three months? Right. I think we've all gone through that. Okay. Um, for some people, overindulgence sort of breaks the seal. It opens the floodgates. Right. For continued overindulgence. Okay. and there's some science behind why. Okay, don't do it. Resist that urge. Say yes to something better. Okay, there's no need to continue to compound the effects of overindulgence with more of the same. Okay, so don't let a day or two or one week, whatever it is, turn into two weeks and then a month and then two months and then a year and two and four and a decade and it keeps going. Okay, and so instead, instead, because again, as I said, because uh, overindulgence can stimulate increased hunger. Okay. That's the physiological response sometimes to overindulgence. Is it can, it can physiologically create a desire for more in, uh, overindulgence. So be aware of that, be mindful of that. And instead focus that harness that energy, that desire to consume. Okay. Focus that proactively on nourishing your body with nutrients that satiate your body and nourish your body. Okay. Specifically, very specifically focus on protein and fiber. Okay. Those are going to fill you up along with a host of other benefits. Okay. I can't say enough good things about protein and fiber. We love all the macros here at, 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 uh, at Nutrition. We love carbs. We love protein. We love fats. Uh, we love fiber. Not, it's not a macro. Um, but protein and fiber specifically have a ton of benefits. Most practically they fill you up. They make you feel full. They satiate you, okay? So focus the energy of that overindulgence coming out of that and the desire to continue to overindulge, put that toward nutrient-dense foods. Like I mentioned, those four walls, specifically protein and fiber are really going to help squash um, that physiological response to overindulge, okay? So with that, um, I've got episodes in the past. If you go back through it, like how much protein should I, should I be eating every day, I think is one of the, the uh, titles. Another one is how much fiber should I be eating every day? Go back to those two um, episodes specifically to get the calculation or the number for you specifically of how much protein, how much fiber, because that's a natural question. When you hear me say, focus on protein and fiber, you're like what does that mean for me? Go back to those episodes. We've got one on protein. We've got one on fiber. We'll unpack that for you. And hopefully that'll be super helpful. Okay. By the way, we also have a free resource. Okay. So if you go to again, Imago nutrition.com slash free again, i m a g o nutrition.com slash free. There is what we call a starter grocery list and a healthy breakfast ideas document. Okay. What you can do is you can just Put your email in there, it will automatically send those documents to you. You can grab one, you can grab both, whatever you want. The starter grocery list is going to be um, a list of foods, like I mentioned, in terms of those four walls. And it's just very practical, very easy to print out, take to the grocery store. And of course, those are not the only foods you can eat because ice cream is not on there and I eat ice cream. However, that will help you start to build practically the foundation of meal planning and including more of those nutrient-dense foods. And then also the healthy breakfast ideas is really cool. Danielle and I put that one together as well with the intent of hitting high protein, high fiber, or both high protein and high fiber breakfast options, okay? And yes, it is particularly effective to focus on those two in the morning, satiate your body early on. Get those nutrient-dense foods into your body early in accordance with your circadian rhythm. A lot more nutrient intake at that point and absorption and utilization in the morning. So, yes, breakfast is still super important. And, again, if you're coming out of an an overeating scenario, hitting that protein, hitting that fiber uh, early and often will be key. Okay? So, with that, I hope that was helpful. Okay? Um, A bit shorter uh, because, again, I'm long-winded. so a bit shorter of an episode But just to recap again, if you've overeaten, if you've overindulged, okay, number one, don't feel guilty, all right? Number two, don't over-restrict your food. Number three, don't binge on exercise. Number four, don't start a diet. And number five, don't continue to overindulge. Okay. Remember every no is a yes to something else. And we hope that those yeses are to something better uh, for you, for your health, for your energy, for all the things that come with, um, you know, your health goals and your health outcomes. So with that um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If this has been helpful, feel free to leave a review. We love to hear comments from you all. Um, If this has been helpful and you think you've got a friend that this might help with, um, feel free to share it with it. We love um, share this with them. We love helping as many people as possible with the podcast. That's why we do it. And so uh, leave us a review, um, share an episode. Um, And if you're on social media, you can find us on social media. We are at Imago Nutrition. Again, I-M-A-G-O. And yes, that's how you pronounce it, Imago, um, at Imago Nutrition. And so as always, we'd like to thank Happy Pill for our theme song, Thinking About Food, because on the Imago Nutrition Podcast, we're always thinking about food.